You're listening to the Irish take on the Great British Bake Off with me, Paddy Courtney, and Louise Lennox. It's the Hollywood handshake. She's that chef from the telly who's always up for a laugh. And I'm an actor, screenwriter, and full confession here. I've never baked a cake or a loaf of bread. Oh, no. Not even during lockdown. Not even during lockdown. What were you doing? Oh, my God. And with that big reveal, let us tell you about our new podcast, The Irish Take on the Great British Bake Off. Every week, we'll bring you our tuppence worth on last night's episode of The Bake Off. As well as us chatting about all things Bake Off, from contestants to the hosts and to those fun weekly challenges they all face in the tent. And hopefully, have a bit of crack along the way. Sticking to every bit of my mouth. Bon appetit. <laughs> All slowly sabotaged. <laughs> I think it's delicious. Cappuccino. Can you say cappuccino one more time? <laughs> Welcome to the Great British Bake Off. So it's pastry week this week. It was lashing down rain outside and there was a deluge of soggy bottoms and plenty of innuendo dripping all over the tent inside. From George's stiff sausage to Prue admitting that she needs two holes that she could squirt. It was classic episode of the Bake Off this week. (laughs) Louise, what did you make of it? That's what it's really like to work in a kitchen. Then when you're doing TV and you're trying to explain to people how you make something and everyone starts laughing all the time you're going but you just really need these egg whites to be really stiff <laughs> and everyone's going you're filthy it's like no it's actually just cooking this week pastry week I love pastry weeks I just love pastries and the first challenge they had to do was a signature challenge and they had to recreate um, deep fried donuts so not donuts like you would think because they had Shoe to be nuts. Shoe nuts. hello yeah like anything deep fried you know I only bought a deep fryer just so I could make donuts I love them so the challenge was they had to have six filled and six unfilled that were glazed and off they went now a Can little I ask bit a question Shoe nut compared to donut what you know why? Why why do they exist? Why does a shoe nut and not just a donut? So there's no yeast in these. So if Ooh. have you ever had an eclair shoe pastry yes. profiteroles? Yeah. Well, it is shoe pastry, which actually means cabbage paste, would you believe it or not? Um, mm. and it is deep fried. Um so you still have the flavour of shoe pastry, um, but you don't have that yeast that donuts would have. So it's totally different. You're not waiting for anything to rise, so they would be faster to make. The problem here is that you need them crunchy on the outside to be light and fluffy and aerated in the middle. So you add in eggs, but if you add in too much eggs, you have to do this by eye. Um, It's going to be like too runny, you're not going to get your shape. Or if they're too dense, they're going to flop to the bottom and you're not going to get that aeration size. So there is a lot of technical problems here and they could have not risen to the challenge. But um, I did love loads of the flavors. So Jurgen, I mean, he first up just made me um, smile because he used this um, this ingredient called U- uh, U- Uber. Is it Uber? Sounds like a taxi. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think everything everything in Germany is Uber. It's Uber fancy. It's Uber good. Well, he called his exotic flavors with seventies colors. I was like, it looked out when he had it in the bowl. First of all, I think he just got the singer Prince and just melted him down. Uh, I know he's dead, but um, (laughs) it's just like something. It's like an uh, an acid flashback from the seventies, all purple and yellow and green. And like this is Jurgen back in his uh, his student days in a flat in Germany. Oh, but it was brilliant. And I I 
first heard about this, my son was premature, not a sad story, but there's loads of Filipino nurses. And of course, because I bake, I brought them in all these cakes and they were so, they loved them. And they were telling me about this, this vanilla that they have, and it's from a purple yam. And um, they said, it's, it's delicious. So I haven't tasted it yet. He used the extract. I think I'm going to buy some online after tonight. Um, but that was like orange on top and the judges loved it. And then he did yuzu. I adore it's actually my favorite flavor of citrus is using never it's, heard of it you've had it before Paddy what when you when you came up to my my house for my dinner party I had like oh, loads never of different forget desserts. the yuzo I'm sorry Louise I yeah I I can't remember having it was I drunk that night <laughs> no I was driving <laughs> so I did have I, it. I, I think it, it was like after the 17th dessert course oh, you had okay. um, but it's it's a Japanese citrus fruit you liked it so much that you went back and got seconds and thirds I made it into a sorbet and I also did like a powder on top it was very fancy Jeez, but I anyway, can't remember what I did this morning so like yeah please forgive me I'm an old man now <laughs> so, so it's a Japanese citrus fruit and it is delicious um, if, if you like lemony things it's like yeah. lemon except nicer it's really hard to describe you need to order Order it and taste it. Um, they, so uh, Jurgen actually thought he was doing well, didn't he? Because he did announce, he made that announcement. He even talking about himself in the uh, the third person. The Jurgenator is back. And I'm like, I all know. right, all right, pal, pull it in there. You know, rein it in. <laughs> and when, when you hear that, you're going, he's back in the game. I'm not a shoe nutter at all. I mean, if I went to hell, I feel like this is what my hell would be. All right, Lizzie, shoe nuts. Oh, the devil's donut. They have me shook already. I'm like shaking. I just hate shoe pastry. Even my elbows are sweating. I'm literally shaking. Lizzie have to go back to her. She was stressed from the beginning. Big time. Um, she called. She called these shoe nuts the devil's donut, and <laughs> um, and she was like raspberry liqueur. You can't go wrong, so say with some alcohol. And um, she was so stressed. And then she ended up doing really well. Like Prue even said that if these were in a shop, that she would buy them. Um, so she was. She needs she was to, like, she, yeah. She needs to sweat from her elbows more than. <laughs> yeah, like, Goes, uh, are you really sweating from your elbows? But she was properly stressed. She said she was scared that she was going to get burned. I was like, so just stand back from the fryer and drop them in gently. I'm sure you fried something else before. Um, George, oh, George. The tips of her hair. She probably deep fried the tips of her hair. They kind of looked nice and crispy orangey, didn't they? They did match (laughs) Jurgen's 70s colour shoe nuts. Um, George, he made jam and cream filling. That's just my favourite combination. And I love anything shoe pastry. So I would have totally gone out and got some of those oh, Can I ask him. you a question then? A baking yeah. question as well. So uh, uh, Giuseppe made uh, stuff, uh, uh, almond nougat that kind of stuff as well. And I love almond butter. I actually make my own. It's the only thing I actually make. I make my own almond butter. But I hate marzipan. So what what's got because marzipan is very amity, is it not? Why why is the uh, the difference between the two? Why do I love almond butter but hate marzipan? Because I think in a lot of commercial marzipans they use an almond extract or an almond essence, which is very synthetic, whereas a proper uh-huh. marzipan would have a lot of ground almonds. Some of them would call for the essence. It depends how almondy you want it. So when you're making your almond butter, you're literally just putting in almonds and you're not putting in that extract, which is, it's kind of like marmitey. Some people love that flavor, and some people detest. So okay. clearly you're not going to I'm put on in the detesting butt. side of things. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, that, that was our signature bake. Uh, well done. Who came out the best out of that one? They all did well, didn't I they? I think half of them did. Yeah. They, you know what? There was a lot of flavours they did really well. Amanda's, I, I think they said they could have had more maple and bacon on her her ones. But I think overall, um, they, they thought they were quite good. I mean, I thought they did well. Quite often I need two holes so that I can squirt. If you squeeze the bag, 
when you meet that little bit of resistance, yeah. it usually means it's full. <laughs> Why are you laughing? We're just children. <laughs> Sorry, Dame Pro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stop this nonsense. Tell him it's lovely. I think when you do... Sorry. <laughs> there was definitely giddiness in the in the tent tonight but like when Prue, oh, when Prue said that and they just all they had to stop for a while and you could even tell Paul was kind of redoing another segment again trying to retake what he just said it was just uh, so yeah we need to hear Prue say that again and again and, and again and it's so hard because like when I'm filming the restaurant there are loads of those moments and it's always when you're really tired and you know you've been working a long time and you're in that giddy mood and I remember once laughing like so much and I was holding up filming and I was like, okay, I'm either going to get fired or uh, nobody's going to talk to me because like they are, everyone wants to go home. And I, I always wear fake eyelashes and my fake eyelashes fell off because I had tears coming out of my eyes. And I remember thinking, oh no, this is going to be really bad in the edit because I have these beautiful long, you know, eyelashes and now I'm going to look like I've got weird eyes. Um, so it is, and you're initially going, my animal died. What are the sad things can I think of to stop me from um, no. laughing? I have to fight the sides of my cheeks. So when you're in that giddy humour, Anything. It's, remember when your mass years ago, Paddy, and they'd be like, don't laugh, don't laugh. Anything was funny at mass. Like anything, the slightest thing sent you off. That's exactly what I was thinking of. But I think, I suppose when they're they're kind of there in front of Prue, she's very much a lady and very, very posh. And so, yeah, anything is, once she says anything filthy, and she was, she didn't know, what am I saying? What have I said? Uh, oh, we need to knew. hear her say it. Yeah, we need to hear her say that again and again. again. The technical challenge. So right. I, I felt was, for all, I mean, the minute they said, you know, Paul, do you have any advice? He goes, don't waste your time. And uh, this is going to push your limits. So they had to make a large baklava. Um, if so you say that wrong, it, just, it sounds like yeah, the, from the north in the 70s, I want you to make a balaclava. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I thought of that. A baklava. And until I saw them making it, I realised I didn't know what it was. And I went like, oh, I've actually had that before. And it's very tasty. Yeah, so... Uh, like a lot of people, so it's it's basically like a really thin dough. Like they, well, like when I, the, I've only made filo pastry once. It was when I was in college years ago, and the whole um, rule of thumb with filo pastry is you know you've rolled it thin enough it, when you could like sign your name on the bench and put it over, and it's like transparent coming through. So oh. it's a lot of work. I mean, it's something I wouldn't even be bothered making from scratch. But nobody and I is make- bothered anyway. And I think they said it. This is the first time that they've asked contestants to make it from scratch, which is a bit, you know, nasty. Well, they're running really, out of ideas because how long has the bake-off been going? A long right. time. So, um, <laughs> so laminating technique. So anyone that was like Paddy is going, what's that all about? Have you ever had croissants and you get that lovely folds of pastry? Right. Um, so that's lamination. You get a dough and you keep folding it with croissants. You put in a fat, which is hopefully butter for flavor. But with this is actually really different. They put in corn flour. So I wouldn't have been able to make this because I have a fear and a phobia of corn flour. What? It is like, yeah. So it's like, you know, like a woolly wet jumper and you put it between your teeth. Oh, stop. Why would you put a woolly wet jumper in your teeth? Yeah, I get you. What but corn like, flour? Yeah is to me. Oh, it's, I actually I know. It does make that squeak. Is that, it is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's it's awful. So I actually would have failed this because I wouldn't have been able to touch mm-hmm. it. Even with gloves okay. on, instant get goosebumps, hate it. So anyway, so the baklava, it's laminated dough with corn flour and then they had pistachio and walnut filling and then it's soaked in, in a syrup. And, and then when I saw Prue and Paul discussing what the challenge was, I was 
let's see that decoration again. And you see this intricate decoration on top. And the poor contestants, it was the one time after technical challenge, Paddy, I actually wanted to buy each one of them a drink. And after watching it, wanted to have a drink along with them. Um, so I think it was tough. But again, they actually did really well. And even the judges said they found this hard to judge. Like there was nothing that was, nobody did I think did Giuseppe, really at the start, like, you know, Giuseppe, who's a brilliant chef and a brilliant cook as well, he didn't like it. And I went like, what did he just say there? What did say that again? Have you made baklava before? I've never made baklava before. I've never made filo pastry before. You haven't? It's a massive hustle. Why would you? You just buy it. It's a what? A massive hustle. Oh, hustle. 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 Oh, my word. I genuinely thought you said something else there. A massive hassle. <laughs> Please don't write in to complain. Hustle. It's a massive asshole. And you said, what? <laughs> say that to Seppi. It's just like, okay, I, I know you have to make it from scratch and all, but like, easy on the cuss words there, pal. And it yeah. did sound like the <laughs> A-bomb was just dropped. Um, and then poor Lizzie. Lizzie like looked at this and then once she saw the passion that had to go on top of it, she's like, I'm just freestyling. And she goes, there's too many lines. And then when Paul was describing the layers and the lines and how you cut it, even I was getting a mathematical like brain freeze. But then good old Jurgen, <laughs> he looks at it, measures it, realizes that you need to scale it up by 10 centimeters. That was really sneaky, but them doing that wasn't it like it's just kind of having it a, a smaller scale than the, the size of the tin but okay, it's just, I'm so like what my dad would do my, my, like I call my dad for all of my technical <laughs> blueprint architectural issues um, and uh, Jurgen is that I mean no, no wonder he came first uh, poor Lizzie came last um, but in between it all I mean they all were stayed standing after that challenge which I thought was remarkable I thought Lizzie was a goner after that moment of time. Like, you know, I think she'd forgot to um, set her timer during that particular challenge. So I was thinking, nope, bye bye, Lizzie. Lou is going to be distraught tonight. But um, it didn't turn out that way. But um, I was delighted for Crystal. She um, came second and you could see it really meant a lot to her. Like, so it's just there's other people coming to the fore now other than Giuseppe and Jurgen. So um, I'm a bit happy about this. That's because you fancy her. Damn. That's why you want her in. I do, yeah. More crystal. And then she was doing all fancy dancing and the, the way she Did was kneading the bread. She was, the yeah, side fancy shuffle, dancing. The and then slam. even Lizzie got involved. She kind of looked over her shoulder and went, like, yeah, start making noise. The only reason I'm doing this is because everybody else is doing it. I know. <laughs> and, and, and even uh, Matt Lucas joined in and he did like the taste dance. Um, so, and they've all really bonded as well, which I think makes like week six so hard because they're bonded with the, with the presenters. They bonded and they gelled and they congealed just like what's supposed to happen in the showstopper. Now, what do you oh. think about that for a segue? In the intricate terrine pie, ladies and gentlemen, I have never heard such a thing in my life and it sounded disgusting. Explain, Louise. You need to go back to like the, you know, 18th century when they had to wrap everything in pastry and it wasn't really so much to just keep flies off food so you could eat it and not get food poisoning. Um, so these these pies, I mean, they always have something that's hot and um, they had to, they could fill them with anything and then when you cut into it, it had to be a beautiful pattern and as usual, they give them very little time to get the L Jeopardy going. Um, so these pies, 
most people use a hot water crust pastry because you don't have to rest anything. They're really robust and they're good at keeping in all those juices. Um, but the trick with hot water um, pastry is you have to work with it basically like it's Play-Doh or Plasticine um, because the longer you leave it, it starts to get toughened up. So if you get all that right, you're on to a winner. Jurgen now would have been into his pie. He made beef and horseradish and proves like, who doesn't love horseradish? I was like, I don't. I think horseradish is disgusting. <laughs> have you ever grated a horseradish before? Fresh horseradish? Yes. And it give, it's like grating an onion 722 times. Your eyes just stream. So yeah, it's if you ever Absolutely. want to get into a row with somebody and get out of it, grate an old horseradish and go, I'm too upset. I can't continue this row anymore. It, dis- I don't like horseradish. Not a fan. Oh. Oh, I forgot you. You're at the garden. Of course, you've grated and grown and, you know, yeah, probably. I've, I've grown them and just swapped them. them with other people for real food because the horseradish shouldn't be. No, sorry. No, not into horseradish. And most chefs actually love them. When I say I hate fresh horseradish, disgusting. Everyone thinks I look a bit crazy. Um, but then um, when they had a taste jurgens, like they did come and the beef was dry and Prue says, but you get away with it because you have horseradish. And I was going, oh, you get away with it because you're a jurgenator, like stop yeah. it. Um, anything he touches, they're going to go, oh, it's wonderful. Um, poor George. Oh, he did Christmas dinner and he was very stressed and the poor pie halfway through didn't look great. And he took it out of the oven. And then you see Jake's going, put it back in the oven, put it back in the oven. They were feeding everyone else's pressure. Um, his design was a bit weird. Like it was, you know, a pale pastry with bits of black on it. Kind of reminded me like his beard had fallen into the pastry. Like, <laughs> and, then, and then like, and then like, you know, we're talking all about our like innuendos and then they have like, George has a massive sausage and Nell couldn't stop laughing when he said this. But what I would have done, Paddy, so you always need, you always need to get out. You just skipped over that clogs. long sausage there really quickly. So I think we <laughs> need froze. to hear him. We need to hear him talk about that again. Like we need to, just need those clips just to hear George talking about his, his sausage is too, now this is my long sausage and then my last sausage is too stiff. Innuendo. <laughs> All over the place. Sorry, sorry, go back. Sorry, I interrupted you one. <laughs> too stiff. <laughs> That's because you're handling it too much, George. <laughs> anyway. Now, anyway, now we're on to Bake Off Bill. It's a family show. <laughs> Welcome um, to the show, Louise. <laughs> so um, the judges said, you know, their, their big problem was that they had to make sure that it was in the oven for long enough and then they had to let it rest because that allows the juices to cool down. The natural gelatine will help them set so they can cut it. And um, George put the put his um tea towel over the oven and Lizzie's like, are you doing that so the cameras can't see it? And he goes, No, I just can't, I just want, don't want to look at it. But what he should have done was, and I, I was thinking this is a good plan. You always need a plan when something's going wrong, Paddy. He should have said to Noel or Matt, look, here's a brown envelope, couple of quid in there, sort yourself out over the weekend. Just knock on that fire alarm. Because like they can't they can't not ignore fire and safety. I just get in a fight with Jurgen. <laughs> just swing digs at Jurgen. <laughs> That buys him an extra hour, I reckon, at the tent for cooling down times. So that's what I would have done. But anyway, so George wasn't a good day. Amanda wasn't having a good day either. She looked fairly stressed. And I want to give Jigs the biggest hug because he went over when she was in her hour of stress. His pie was already leaking and he helped her um, take uh, it, it good, out. Yeah. They took they took a lot of ages, a long time trying to put that back together again. And it looked, it really looked, looked like something that would be on an autopsy table. It was like somebody had gashed it with a, a Bowie knife or something like that. It just looked... You know, the writing was on the wall right there. And then Amanda was going to be sentenced. Yeah. Horror <laughs> yeah. movie music. And then he's so like, no, 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 kept going, I can't watch, can't watch. And he's asking like Matt what's going on. Then Giuseppe is going, I just can't watch. They're so stressed out. And then Lizzie even goes, it's like, 
watching opening open heart surgery i'm like is it really like <laughs> i think i'd be more worried about that but lizzie oh my goodness so when they have the artist's impression of what they're doing they have this like mermaid tail and glitter and she's got potato fishes and she said that she wanted to be like heston blumenthal he's one of my favorite chefs i love, I love his heston, science yeah. and, <laughs> and his imagination and she had salmon inside and when they cut into it i was so delighted because you saw her little fishy um crew <laughs> said that she was amazed it wasn't overcooked the potato and the salmon was cooked to perfection and it just i was so delighted she did well but your girl that you and paul both fancy crystal what Do you know I what? Say? That was brilliantly done. I think, oh my God, we've only got... Oh, so that was so brilliantly done. When Paul said to her, come up and have a look at this. I honestly thought there was a nail or a toe or a ring or something <laughs> had gone wrong and uh, landed in her pie. And it was the best delivery of a Hollywood handshake I have ever seen. It was brilliantly done. And she was gobsmacked. And it's just, I see tears in her eyes. She was really, oh, I was delighted to see that. I delighted was the opposite of Paddy. When he what? said, come over here. Yeah, when he said, come over here, I went, oh, this is so cringe. He's going to do this handshake. He's making no this big thing. Didn't I was like, it. oh, it's a handshake. Way too see. Of course, nothing's fallen into it. Sure, she bites her nails. Nothing left to go into for food. And then when she goes over, he goes, oh, look at this. He takes out his hand. I was like, oh, I was going to go out for, you know, platonic drink with you, Paul. No, not anymore. You leave my crystal alone. Anyway, so they went through it all. Everybody did really well. Like they say it was another rarity again. There was a rare handshake. If ever a handshake was given on the showstopper, I don't know. I haven't been watching that long enough. That's just because he sanitized and the producer said, look, you can give it a handshake. Go on. I'd say he'd like to give her more than a handshake. But anyway, so it ended up then as well. It turned out that... uh, who who did we yeah Starbreaker was Christelle da, 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 da. and I was delighted to see that so that it seems to be running people get Starbreaker if they've got a Hollywood handshake just you know if you're going to do little bets during the show that's what happens and we have to say goodbye to Amanda so to be fair oh, Amanda dad. was you know ah she's a copper bye bye copper and she even said she'd be back she's she, she, <laughs> didn't she say that to the, the guys like well, don't worry guys to- I'll see you in a few weeks time go no but you're gone just but cut that out bye but I do have to say as well Crystal's family. That phone call was brilliant. That was just the shouts and the cheers and the screams. That's what the phone call at the end should be and not like Perel Jürgen and uh, just let it ring and ring and ring and nobody answers. So well done, Crystal. What did you learn this week, Paddy? I don't know what I learned. Oh, I tell you what I learned. I learned that Prue needs two holes in order to squirt. (laughs) (laughs) And I will never, ever, ever forget that. That's now that's my my dreams ruined for tonight and for it is Halloween so I did need a little bit of a scare so um, if you've that's learned nothing that's okay <laughs> <laughs> I learned not to go I'm gonna go and sleep with the light on tonight anyway so uh, thank you again Louise thank you to all our listeners and um, for those who are sending texts as well I, I'm getting really nice texts during the week about this so um, thanks for listening everybody um, hope you're looking forward to next week it's going to be caramel week so um, goodbye from us thanks for listening to the Irish take on the Great British Bake Off. Tell a friend, family member or co-worker about this podcast. Go on, help spread the word. And make us number one. And if you could leave us a rating and a review, as well as hitting that follow button, it would be very much appreciated. I'm Paddy Courtney. She's Louise Lennox. We're back again next week for another Bake Off review and even more Paul Hollywood slagging. Nude sculpture of Paul Hollywood. Oh, what flavour would the nipples be? Lime. The Irish Take on the Great British Bake Off is produced by Gordon Hayden. Bye-bye, Bake Off lovers. Chat to you all next week.